Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, a thief in Atlanta robbed a store of $40,000 worth of hair. I'm Tony Kornheiser, and once I steal some super glue, my plan will really come together. Well, yeah, yeah, I, you know, I think it's easier with, why don't you just call Brian Urlacher? I mean, Urlacher did one of those deals. You know, he got, he got billboards yeah. all over Chicago. You can get some hair that way. What do you think $40,000 worth of hair looks like? Is it human hair? Is it antelope hair? It's is got it a, like Reverend Ike, right? Reverend Ike hair? What is it? Maybe, I don't know. How much hair is $40,000? Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, the Lightning beat the Rangers again. Tony LaRussa defends a questionable decision, and Kendrick Perkins joins us for five good minutes. But we begin today with game four of the NBA Finals tonight in Boston. Steph Curry vows he will play despite his leg injury. The Celtics lead the series 2-1. to Wilbon, you will be there, of course. Does this feel like a must-win for the Warriors? Yes, Tony. Um, and it feels like a must-win to the Warriors because Klay Thompson and Steph Curry have already given voice to that. And I know that Steph Curry's got an injured foot, and he may not be 100%. I don't see how he can be 100%, but I think that actually, in the case of this one game tonight, can work in Golden State's favor. Because this, this is not a game where they can wait on Steph Curry to come and score 45 and have one of those dazzling, dazzling Curry performances and win the game that way. No, 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 no. The, the Golden State Warriors have to be at their best tonight, like the Celtics were in game three. And they're going to have to get Jordan Poole early performance, which means get Jordan Poole the ball. We saw what he can be in the regular season. He can be as prolific in a short-term situation as Steph Curry. They got to have Klay Thompson, be Klay Thompson. Draymond Green, who was a no-show in game three, has to be full-fledged Draymond Green. And I don't mean just engaging with the officials or antagonizing. I mean playing, playmaking, defending, Kaminga. I said Poole, Otto Porter Jr., Wiggins. They, that's a team. They know how to do that. They have urgency. They know what they're facing. And now they know they've played in Boston in the New Garden. New Garden. They've played here now. They know what it feels like to play a finals game here. Golden State has to play. I expect them to do so. Yeah. um, If the question to go back to it is, does it feel like a must win uh, for the Warriors? The answer is, of course. I mean, you don't want to go down 3-1, even if two of the next three games would be on your home court. And there's a lot written about how Doc Rivers' teams have lost series three different times when they're up 3-1. But it's rare, Mike. It's not commonplace. It doesn't happen all the time. You go down 3-1, most of the time you lose. I mean, that's just the way it is. I I will keep saying until the Warriors prove me wrong that they have earned the benefit of the doubt. Those three guys, Curry and Thompson and Green and that coach, Kerr, they got three rings. You know, they've been champions. But I also will say this about Boston. I think Boston has faced tougher teams getting here. They've beaten better teams, in my opinion, beating Brooklyn, beating Milwaukee, and beating Miami. Do I think Golden State's going to win this game? I do. 
I mean, I do think they're going to win. But if they, if they lose this game and they can win three in a row, they can, they're capable. But I don't think they would. I don't. Yeah, and, and by the way, Tone, just to clear something up, you mean you think Boston beat better teams along the way to get here than the Golden State beat yes, to get here? Yes, in the playoffs. Here. So I know yes. what you mean. Yeah, yes, right. that's exactly what I, I, let me put it this way. I think the Boston Celtics are battle-tested because yeah, they have played better teams point. in the playoffs. That's a great and fair point, Tony. I will point out that Golden State lost a 3-1 lead once in the finals. I mean, Golden State should probably have a fourth championship for those guys, those three. But they, they, they blew one. But I'm with you. I think they know that. They've got that sense of urgency tonight, and I think they're, yeah. I, I they're going to win. I think it's a long series. Long, 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 meaning yeah. seven games. Let's move to the NHL and the Stanley Cup playoffs where the Lightning beat the Rangers last night. I guess it could have gone either way. Ryan Strom could have broken a 1-1 tie with about five minutes left, but he couldn't get control of the puck in front of a wide-open net. The Lightning then scored on a deflection with less than two minutes left and added an empty netter for a 3-1 win. Tampa now up 3-2 in this series, but the Rangers maintain they still believe, Tony, with good reason that they still believe? I think they absolutely have good reason because they've been in a circumstance, if I'm not mistaken, that they were down 3-2 in both the playoff series that they won. Yes. So they can draw on that. The difference here is they haven't played a team as good as the two-time Stanley Cup defending champions, which is what Tampa is. And they haven't been in this circumstance before where two of their last three games, they got beaten by very late goals. That felt like back-breaking losses. In fact, in game four, the Rangers had nothing left at all, and they lost four to one. So you put yourself in a situation like this. If you get to a game seven, you've won two game sevens already. You can have all the belief that you want. But Tampa's a really good team. Am I gonna, I, I mean, I just think, I think Tampa's ready to close it out. I do. Yeah. The, everything has been breaking yeah. bad for the Rangers and breaking good for Tampa. It has, Tony, these last couple of games. And, look, and Vasilevsky is, is a stone wall out there. I know he gave up the early, relatively early, first goal last night. But, you know, as I said, I was rooting for the Rangers thinking that Tampa's just better. And Tampa just looks like they're in control, Tony. Look like they're in control of this series as a champion, as a two-time defending champion. And I know the Rangers have been great, and they've been great at home, but, oh, wait, they lost at home last night. And now they're going to have to go and beat Vasilevsky. And, look, maybe a deflection goes their way, and they get this thing back at 3-3 in Game 7, and they've been here twice. They have every reason to believe to answer that question, and they better believe. They're not going to beat Tampa if they don't believe, but do I believe? No, I'm still rooting for them. Do I believe they're going to beat Tampa in Game 6 down there? No, Tone, I do not. I will, Bon. We have got a great Chicago story for you. Yesterday, your boy Tony LaRussa intentionally walked Trey Turner on a 1-2 and count because first base was open after Freddie Freeman took second on a wild pitch. It was the sixth inning, there were two outs, and the White Sox were losing 7-5, to five, and LaRusso elected to pitch instead to Max Muncy, a lefty, not Turner or righty, with a lefty pitcher. Muncy hit it out of the park and then had some choice words for LaRusso while crossing the plate that we can't say here. Afterwards, LaRusso vigorously defended his strategy, saying it wasn't even a tough call. Wilbon, will you defend LaRusso here? No. It might not have been a tough call for him in real time playing strict percentages. And I'm not going to call these analytics. He's playing percentages 
the likes of which, maybe not exactly, but the likes of which go back 100 years. And so I, I understand why he went with Mun. you know, he wanted to go against Muncie in that situation, but it was the wrong decision. It was dead wrong. And I agree with Muncie. And part of what Muncie said can be repeated, and it was basically, you walk a guy when you got two strikes on him, that's never the smart move. That's never the percentage play. And I'm with Muncie on that, Tone. And I had people can say, yeah. oh, you know, he's a Cub fan. He's rooting against the White Sox. No, I don't. I'm not that kind of Chicagoan. I root for people with Chicago on their chest. So I'm, I'm rooting for the White Sox in this situation. And LaRusso's move, it, there's sometimes in baseball where you make the percentage play, and it's dead wrong. It doesn't work out. This was that. Dead wrong, yeah. and it didn't work out. I'm going to try to get Trey Turner out in that situation. I am. Right. So I love Tony LaRusso. But if I've got two outs and two strikes on a batter, yes. I'm not walking him. I'm not going to go and set up a force play on two more bases. It doesn't make any sense to me. I'm going to try and get Trey Turner out. I saw one clip where you can hear a fan screaming. He's got two strikes, Tony. <laughs> he doesn't think it's a good play. Let me get to my notes here. Trey Turner is a better, hotter hitter right now than Max Muncy. And that's and Max why. Muncy that's why comes into this thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and Max Muncy comes into this thing hitting about 100. And you want to go 150. You want to go lefty-lefty instead of lefty-righty. And I get all of that. But the one thing Max Muncy can do to kill you is hit it out. And he hit it out. Tony LaRusso's decision was wrong. I'm going to go through this. Give me 20 seconds. It's not analytics. It's just numbers. Turner That's doesn't right. hit it all that great against lefties with a 1-2 count over his career. But this year he does. Muncie isn't hitting that much this year, but historically he hits well against lefties. The guy on the mound is a lefty who doesn't get lefties out as well as he gets righties out, right? He's good against righties at 1-2 with like Turner. So I get all of it. But what it yeah. comes down to ultimately is the old saying, there's lies, there's damn lies, and there's statistics. LaRusso yeah, went right. with the statistics, and they Two killed strikes. him. They killed him. Two strikes, dude. Get Trey Turner out. It's a one-two pitch. Yeah. Retire him and stay in the game. He was Tony Russo, Hall of Famer. He was wrong. Yes. That, that's, that's, the, right. that's the name of that tune, is it? Somebody used to say. Let's take a break. Coming up, can Draymond Green be more effective tonight? We're going to ask Kendrick Perkins. We'll also ask him whether he's receiving the same 2015 vibes that Clay Thompson claims to be feeling. The great thing about numbers is you can always in baseball find exceptions. Like, I understand you want to go lefty-lefty, but look what happened. You went lefty-lefty, look what happened. Pardon the Interruption is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live la vida más fina. Part of happy hour. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. 
Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome back to Pardon the Interruption, presented by Corona Extra, part of Happy Hour. Let's get back in tonight's Game 4 of the NBA Finals with our bestie, Kendrick Perkins. We enjoy having him on the show. And we're going to start out with a very simple and direct question. Do you have any particular advice for Draymond Green? Yeah, I do. Look, Draymond, it's time for you to lose yourself in the team. Be that emotional leader. Be the heart and soul of the team. We know that Steph is the best player on the team, but when it comes to leadership, it's not about Draymond, right? Other guys are watching you. Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole. Those guys follow Draymond Green. So Draymond, if he's not having a good game tonight, he still needs to be an extension of Steve Kerr and the coaching staff and make sure that he leads those other guys to make sure that they do their part. Like, don't let his emotions get in the way of him actually being that leader of, this, of, this, uh, of his young core that's on this uh, Golden State team. I'm going to flip the topic to the Celtics for a second. You are so comfortable on that floor. You have been on that floor. You've won a championship on that floor. Isaiah Thomas told us the other night that playing in a Boston crowd, in front of a Boston crowd for your first time in the playoffs, and it was the first time for the Warriors doing that in the playoff game, that it is different, it is harder, and they had no chance. When you were playing there, did you feel like playing in the Garden gave you some extra advantage over anywhere else in the league because you played a lot of places as a home guy and on the road. Absolutely, and, and that's facts because just think about it. In 2008, we, went, we had two game sevens, right, against the Atlanta Hawks and then the Cleveland Cavaliers. We knew once we got you into the garden that we was going to that, win that game. Look, Look, all this crying we keep hearing, what are the babies going to do, okay? Look, I don't want to hear about the fans, you know, what they're chanting and everything else. This is where your, le- your, your legacy could take another leap, right? This is why we talk about Michael Jordan, you know, dropping 60-plus in the garden. This is why we talk about LeBron James when he, had the Mi- when he was with the Miami Heat having uh, that uh, epic game six. This is why we talk about Jimmy Butler in the Eastern Conference Finals dropping 47. Uh, in the garden, right? Because because of the fans, because of how hostile it is. Like, you have to embrace this moment, not cry about it. That That is fascinating. We'll see what happens in their second trip tonight. The Celtics have so much more size than the Warriors, Kendrick. What would you do mm-hmm. if you're coaching Golden State to counteract some of that size advantage that Boston has? You know what? They have to find ways to get some minutes for for Kaminga. You know, when when I look at the athleticism of the Boston Celtics, 
they're way more athletic than the Golden State Warriors. You have Kaminga over there, a guy that is capable of being a rim protector, a guy that is capable of being a lob threat at, at the basket. Look, I'm not saying start him, but at least try him out. Hell, put him out there for one minute. We know the old saying, if he go, if he plays well, then he earned two minutes. If, he go, if he's still playing well, then he may earn three minutes. But at least give him a shot. I think Steve Kerr has to go with Kaminga tonight to match the athleticism of the Boston Celtics. We will get you out of here on this, and it will also draw on your own personal background. Clay Thompson says he's getting <laughs> 2015 vibes when the Warriors beat the Cavaliers in six games after being down 2-1. to one. I believe you were on that Cleveland team. Are you getting those same vibes that Clay Thompson's getting? No, I'm not. I'm so far away from them vibes, it's, it's, not, even, <laughs> it's not even in my mind. I, don't, look, I think Clay right now, I think he psychologically – He's trying to psych him on, his own self out. He knows that this Boston Celtic team is one of the best defensive teams that he has faced. He also knows that playing in this arena after experiencing that in game three, that it's not going to be easy. And guess what? Kevin Durant is not walking through that door anytime soon to help save the day. So I don't know what vibes Klay Thompson is getting, and I guess – Get it. Uh, KD wasn't on that 2015 uh, team, but Jordan Poole has been a no-show. So I don't understand where he's going to get that third option from. He can't expect Draymond Green to go out there and get 25 or 30 because he just don't have it no more. But I'm not getting that vibe. I'm getting the vibe that the Celtics are going to come out here on the mission tonight. It's such a joy to have you on this show. Great. It really is. Thank Great. you. Kendrick, appreciate it. <laughs> Well, t See I, you in a minute. I appreciate y'all, legends, anytime. Yes, sir. All right, let's take one last break. Still to come, Shohei Otani gives the Angels what they need. And the Oklahoma Sooners display their dominance again. One more time. Sooners yeah. killing it. Kendrick Perkins is what Howard Cosell talked about when he talked about telling it like it is. He's totally telling fearless like in what he is. says. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact. Helping the small stand tall. Pardon the interruption is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live la vida más fina. 
part of Happy Hour. Happy time, people. Happy 40th birthday, Tara Lipinski. Lipinski won the gold medal in ladies figure skating in 1998 in Nagano. Lipinski and after her, Sarah Hughes, are the last Americans to win this event. Well, then you were in Nagano, right? Because Lipinski was. was great. And she's great now on TV with Johnny Weir yep. talking about skating. And I bring this up because Tara Lipinski was 15 years old when she won this gold medal. And you, Wilbon, are in total support that nobody under 17 should be allowed to skate in the Olympics. So two perfectly well-adjusted skaters, Lipinski and Oksana Bayul, would not have gold medals if you ran the world. Of course they would. They would have had them two years later. They don't need to be out there at 15 or 12 or whatever that is. They'd have been out there. They'd have been fine. And she is great on TV. She's great on television, Tara Lipinski. Lovely listening to her. Oh, she, she really is terrific. They're both great together. Happy anniversary, Russell Wilson. On this day last year, after the Seahawks' final OTA, their quarterback addressed the media and said he never requested a trade and wanted to stay in Seattle. Wilson said, and I'm quoting here, obviously I love Seattle. I love playing here. I've always wanted to play here for my full career, unquote. Wilson said this even though everyone knew his agent had given the Seahawks a list of four teams that Wilson would be happy to be traded to. Wilson played for Seattle last year. The Seahawks weren't very good. And Wilson again expressed his unhappiness. So this year, Wilson will be playing for Denver, where he was traded and seemingly thrilled to be there, obviously. He should have boycotted this stupid mini camp or OTA last year. And then he wouldn't have had the opportunity to say something so dumb and regrettable. Because a guy like Russell Wilson shouldn't even be on the scene at some dumb thing like a practice in June. Like he needs that. Or like Tom Brady needs that. Or like Aaron Rodgers needs that. They don't need that. Networks apparently need it. Not those guys. <sighs> I won't argue with that. Happy trails for the Angels' 14-game losing streak. American League MVP Shohei, Shohei Otani did what a unicorn is supposed to do last night. Otani threw seven innings of one-hit ball and hit a home run that gave the Angels a 2-1 lead. And the Angels finally won a game, ending their franchise record losing streak at 14 by beating the Red Sox 5-2. Mike Trout said of Otani, quote, Shohei was unbelievable as always, unquote. This was manager Phil Nevin's first win since taking over for the fired Joe Madden and losing two straight. Meanwhile, the Phillies, who famously fired Joe Girardi a few days earlier, won their sixth straight game under undefeated manager Rob Thompson. Is it really this simple? No, Harper and Schwarber. My man Schwarbs. You know I root for Schwarbs no matter what uniform he's wearing, Tony. But I just did the Angels and Shohei. Shohei is the new Ernie Banks. I mean, he's just, he's like destined to just be on a team that can't get to October, even though he is undeniably great. And so I see that and I, I worry because Ernie Banks is my hero, but he never played in October. Never in his okay. Hall of Fame career. I don't want Shohei to have that. I don't. I don't want that. Shohei and Trout. I want them in the World Series. Let's yeah. go to the big finish. Let's go. Oklahoma it. beat Texas 10 to 5 to win the Women's College World Series. Your thoughts? Justin Hollow wound up with 34 home runs in 62 games. 34 and 62 led the Sooners to their fourth title in six years. Congratulations to her and that whole team. Your boy Steven Strasburg gave up seven over four and two-thirds in his season debut. What did you think? Yeah, I mean, I watched that. I think Davey should have taken him out in the fifth when he was getting lit up. He threw a lot of breaking pitches. He topped out, I think, his fastball at 90, but he wasn't ready to go all in yet. I want to see him again. He didn't get hurt. That's the good thing. He didn't get hurt. 
And he had five strikeouts. Cincinnati, Houston, and Central Florida will join the Big 12 one year earlier than expected in 2023. Is that significant? No, no. The SEC, the Big 10, and on some weekends, the Pac-12, they're the only conferences that matter anymore. No, no, it's not significant. Belmont stakes tomorrow, Mr. Horsey. Who you got? I'd love to see Rich Strike win. I would. To win the Derby when nobody expected it and then win the Belmont. The great Andy Byer is picking We the People, the speed horse. Thinks he's going to steal it. We'll see. Last one, U.S. men's soccer tonight against Grenada. Who you got in that one? I got a clicker that skips over any soccer until we get to August when the international leagues start early since there's World Cup. I don't, I'm not dealing with friendlies in June. It's like minicamp. Stop it. We're out of time. We will try and do better the next time. And I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Wilbon. Have a great weekend, knuckleheads. Check out NBA Countdown at 8.30 Eastern on ABC. We're going to have perk tonight. Now, here's SportsCenter. You're going to watch the World Cup, aren't you?